Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench on a sunny Sunday evening in Cork. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7pm and we have a lot to get through over the next hour or so on a busy weekend of sport. Locally, Nemo Rangers are county champions once again. They have beaten Castlehaven in the uh, county final down in Porky Cueve this afternoon. Lots of reaction to come across live to Porky Cueve. What a day for the Cork Camogie team. They have knocked out the reigning champions Kilkenny in the semi-final up in Croke Park. Just a point in it. We'll have reaction from Croke Park later on in this show as well. We will hear from lots of the Nemo camp as I mentioned including the manager and some of the players and we'll reflect on a shock win for Tyrone in the All-Ireland Football semi-final up in Croke Park yesterday as well. Plus all the Premier League action and lots more coming up on the Big Red Bench between now and 7. What a day, what a weekend sports-wise. Uh, loads going on. Um, as I mentioned, a great win for Nemo down in Porky Cueve. We'll have reaction. We'll hear from their manager, Kevin O'Donovan. We'll cross live to Jer McCarthy, who was down there for us as well. Uh, Paul O'Donovan, the manager. We'll hear from Kevin O'Donovan as well. We'll hear from uh, Luke Connolly. We'll hear from Paul Kerrigan. We'll hear from James Masters. Lots of reaction from the Nemo camp. And as I said, we'll cross live to Jer McCarthy in just a couple of minutes. He is down in Porky Cueve for us for all the reaction uh, and a review of that game. Nemo defeating Castlehaven in the county final down in Porky Cueve this afternoon. What a day in Croke Park as well. What a day it was at Croke Park for Tyrone yesterday, but what a day it was for Cork today in Croke Park. Cork beating Kilkenny. Now, we chatted about it in depth on the show yesterday, previewing the game, and we we, we did know Kilkenny were strong favourites going into the game, but we gave Cork a chance, and they proved us right, because Cork got a very, very narrow victory. Just a point ended up in Croke Park today. Uh, 15 points to 111 was the final score there, and uh, Cork held on and got the victory, and they are through to the All-Ireland final in Croke Park as well um, of the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship. So well done to uh, to Paddy Murray and to all the team there involved with the Cork Camogie side today. Absolutely fantastic victory. Uh, loads more going on and lots to get through between now and uh, 7 o'clock. We will have reaction from Croke Park, hopefully uh, from Oshin Langan, who's there from us at some stage between now and 7 as well. Uh, to come in just a little while but uh, let's wrap up some of what's gone on today elsewhere and uh, Premier League first of all just one game underway in the Premier League now at the moment and it is Manchester United uh, head of Ronaldo's arrival he will make his debut for Manchester United next weekend but uh, they're playing Wolves today minus Ronaldo and uh, maybe they could do with him because there's been no goals in that game yet just 15 minutes left now at Molyneux and it is Wolves nil Manchester United nil is how it remains there elsewhere then to Today, uh, in the uh, the early game today, it was um, Burnley and Leeds taking on each other. And Peter Smith was at Turf Moor for us. Burnley won, Leeds United won. A day when two strikers scored against the former clubs. Burnley went ahead on the hour after a vigorous spell of pressure with Chris Wood steering in from close range, redirecting Matthew Lowton's driven shot. But Leeds eventually found their fluency late on as Rafina teed up Jamie Shackleton with his driven effort being steered in by Patrick Bamford from inside the six-yard box. Burnley won, Leeds won. Peter Smith there, Turf Moor, and uh, share of the spoils there for Burnley and Leeds in the Premier League. Elsewhere in the Premier League today, Spurs. Harry Kane was back in the team for Spurs. We know he is staying at Tottenham despite all the transfer saga all summer about Woody. Wouldn't he go to Man City? And it looked for a long time like he was very much certain to go to Man City. But... 
he didn't. And Daniel Levy, uh, the Spurs chairman, uh, won the battle of wits with Man City and Pep Guardiola and he has kept his man Harry Kane at the club. He started for Spurs today. Did he score though? They won 1-0 against Watford. Nigel Bidmead was at the Spurs stadium. Spurs won Watford nil. Tottenham at top of the table with three wins out of three. This was a scrappy affair settled by a fortunate goal. Just before half-time, Hyung Min Son sent over a free kick from the left. It was meant to be a cross, but nobody, including the goalkeeper, got a touch on it. Both sides had opportunities in the second half, with Tottenham having the best of them. Spurs won, Watford nil. So, no goal for Harry Kane there today, uh, but it was Son who got the winning goal for Spurs. And as we said, uh, just one game ongoing now. If Manchester United do win that game, they will return to the top of the Premier League, but just 12 minutes left there now at Molyneux. It's Wolves nil, Manchester United nil. so United will be hoping for a late winner there. Um, but um, I'd imagine from next week on, when Ronaldo arrives, they will start getting a lot more goals regardless. Uh, elsewhere then in Scotland today, big, big day in Scotland. It was the old firm Derby and Rangers clinched a 1-0 victory over Celtic at Ibrox in the first Old Firm derby of the season. The result moves the Champions Rangers up to third in the Scottish Premiership, puts them ahead of Celtic. Um, there was no sign of Steven Gerrard there today. Um, himself and several players were absent due to a COVID-19 outbreak at the club. Uh, but regardless of Gerrard not being there and them missing quite a few players, they did have too much for Celtic and they got the 1-0 win over Celtic in the Old Firm derby today. So uh, will Rangers go on to, host, to, uh, to retain the title? We'll have to wait and see. But Celtic certainly hoping to win it back and uh, it's going to be a big big season in Scotland I reckon Gaelic Games today as we mentioned Nemo Rangers once again the county champions they have beaten Castlehaven in the 2020 Senior Football Championship County Final final score in Porky Cueve Nemo 3-7 Castlehaven 13 points we're going live there in just a minute or two Cork as we said uh, have beaten the reigning champions Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship semi-finals in Crow Park 15 points to 1-11 the final score there um, they'll meet Galway now actually in the All-Ireland Camogie final up in Crow Park because Galway beat Tipperary in the other semi-final today. That was the first game of the day. Galway beating Tip by 113 to 12 points, the final score in that one. Uh, big day at the Paralympics as well and a great day uh, for Ireland at the Paralympics. Jason Smith has once again won gold in the men's T13 100-metre final. He did it in a time today of 10.54 seconds. 10.54 seconds for Jason Smith today and it was the Derryman's sixth Paralympic gold medal so a big big well done to him uh, elsewhere at the Paralympics Jordan Lee made it to the high jump final Kerry Leonard reached the last 16 of women's individual compound archery um, Brittany Aronsa uh, she recorded a personal best in the powerlifting 73 kg class on her way to a 7th place finish while swimmer Roshini Rian also finished 7th in her 50, uh, 50 meter freestyle heat overnight and in golf today Rory McIlroy uh, he's going to begin his final round just 4 shots off the lead at the BMW Championship over in the States. He'll tee off from 17 under par just after half past six Irish time. So in about 20, 25 minutes time, Rory McIlroy should be out in the course there. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantley still share the lead there on 21 under and uh, Shane Lowry uh, is 7 under the latest we have for him there right um, let's go down to Porky Cueve then and cross live now to Ger McCarthy uh, following Nemo's great victory there Nemo County Champions once again and uh, it's just a few days or just a week before they begin the 2021 
um, campaign and uh, their 2021 County Championship campaign because this was the final from 2020 uh, 11 months after their semi-final uh, it's amazing to be playing a final so long after it but obviously uh, with lockdowns and COVID kicking off in the run-up to Christmas last year the final never went ahead well it did go ahead today and Nemo were victorious 3-7 to 13 points against Castlehaven let's go down live to Porky Cueve Ger McCarthy is there Ger how are you? I'm really good I'm scorched actually beautiful evening a beautiful day down in Porky Cueve I suppose wasn't it? It was indeed and it was quite hot um, even in the stand so I'd say the temperatures were even higher on the pitch but um, on the day itself Cullum I suppose look Neymar the headline makers winning the title yet again but it was great to see two, oh, close to 2,700 supporters in the stands and they really made themselves heard. Brilliant, brilliant, great atmosphere and a great win for Nemo over Castlehaven as well. Uh, they're county champions once again. They have umpteen titles now over the years and another one in the bag and uh, it, it could be the first of two holos in the next couple of months. This is it. I mean, talk about talk about a short turnaround. <laughs> You'll hear from the interviews the players intend to celebrate tonight and probably a bit of tomorrow but they have to get ready as do Castlehaven for next weekend with the kickoff of the Premier Senior Football Championship 2021 so most of the people obviously on the pitch afterwards are absolutely delighted with the win a long time coming 11 months in the waiting but Valley Rovers are awaiting around the corner and Nemo will have to hit the ground running in that one and they're very conscious of that game coming up as well but look on the day this was Nemo's day and a very very good performance very workmanlike performance to get over Castlehaven um, but they won't have much time to, to celebrate it as they're out again next weekend uh, Not much in it sure just 3 points 3-7 three, to 13 points uh, were Nemo good value for the win? They were Cullum um, but what was crucial I think were the two Luke Conley goals I mean um, obviously if you're playing Castlehaven you know they don't give up a lot of goal chances but on the day Nemo were one of the best teams in the county for finding that green flag and they, they needed to do it they, they had to do it today because as good as they start, they started really, really well in the opening quarter, got an early goal as well, and had the Haven on the back foot. And Castlehaven were reliant on Brian Hurley, who was carrying um, a hamstring injury himself, but managed to finish the game um, for his free-taking, just to keep them in touch. But I think on the day, Luke Conley is one of those players, he just has his unbelievable natural talent. And as we were saying afterwards, if it's one-on-one or if someone's bearing down a goal, if you're the opposition, he's the last player you want to see. Now, he had a, he had an unusual day in that he was black-carded before the end. There was quite a lot of haste going in, as you would expect in a county final. And he didn't endear himself to the Haven supporters <laughs> as well on a couple of occasions. But that's Luke. And uh, as his manager, Paul O'Donovan, uh, said to me afterwards, like, who better, you know, to give the ball to and to, to, to get those goals? He was outstanding when he was in front of goal, lethal with the two finishes. And um, very few players, especially against that Castlehaven defence, could find the room, let alone find the finish to get those two goals. And they proved crucial in the end. Uh, just looking at some videos of the lads celebrating they look absolutely delighted the Nemo lads and it's been a long time coming because I was chatting uh, during the week I was down in Nemo uh, chatting to the manager Paul O'Donovan and to Michal Martin and to, uh, to Paul Kerrigan and a few more of the lads involved with the club and uh, they were saying like it's it's so so long it's been 11 months since the semi-final unprecedented because of Covid to have that kind of gap in between and uh, it's just been a long time coming and I think it's it's a big release now they've, they've got it over the line they have the county title for 2020 and uh, they're going straight into a new campaign but uh, they, they seem really really delighted on it. and as we say it's been a long time coming Ger It has and even Paula Donovan alluded to it there as well like, it, it, like how do you prepare for an 11 month gap to a county final it's just unprecedented hopefully no one ever has to do it again but the thing was I think they've always kept their eye on the prize and I think one of the things as well they lost Mark Cronin very early today Colin, who's one of their best attackers mm. and that, that would have been a blow to any other team in the county but they've got such depth of talent Nemo come, and always has 
And like you look down through the team, obviously the big names that pop out always are Kerrigan um, and Luke Connolly. But a word too for Colin O'Brien, Ronan Dalton and Connor Horgan, the other forwards, they played really, really well today. And in midfield, Alan O'Donovan stood out. He was really, really good. But it was at the back, Colin, at the back where they repeatedly turned over to Haven. They managed to prevent the Haven even getting a goal chance, let alone getting a goal itself. But to restrict them to no goal chances whatsoever in a county final takes some going in. That half-back line, Jack Hark and Stephen Cronin and Kevin O'Donovan deserve praise there. They, they played really, really well. As did full-back Brian Murphy. He did a really good job on Brian Hurley and kept him as quiet as he could. But this is a victory a long time in the coming there. The, the reigning champions coming into the, champi- into the championship. They are now the 2020 champions heading into next week's 2021. They don't look like they've missed a step. Um, and to keep that going and to keep that, even the camaraderie within the camp, but to keep the focus, I think, I think Paul O'Donovan, James Masters, and all those Nemo backroom teams, they deserve huge praise because on the day it was a real battle. It wasn't inter- it wasn't a free flowing score fest that you'd normally expect. Both teams were guilty of kicking some poor wides, but in the end, it was experience. It was Paul Kerrigan, and it was that man kindly getting the two goals. That's what got Nemo over the line. They were always able to keep Nemo at arm's length when they got that early goal, and fully deserved it. Absolutely, and we will hear in just a few minutes from the manager Paul O'Donovan from the Nemo camp. We'll also hear from Paul Kerrigan and from Luke Connolly and some more involved with the, the Nemo camp as well today after the victory in the county final down in Porky Cueve. But uh, another big victory, as we mentioned as well today, and we were chatting to Ger previewing this um, on the show yesterday, was the uh, the semi final in the Camogie up in Croke Park, Cork and Kilkenny. And we said, Ger, it was going to be tough for Cork, it was going to be close, but, but you, you were hopeful that Cork might be able to just edge it and they have by a point uh, 15 points to 111 I know you're watching the closing stages of that as well Ger and I mean that's a fantastic win for them isn't it full credit to, first of all to me for getting one prediction right this year on the big red you have to get one in fairness but I think in credit to Potty Murray and the players they put a huge amount of planning and effort into this game we spoke Cullip and you were right to ask the question the last day the fact that Cork had such a gap over a month to this game now, I know it doesn't equate to Nemo waiting 11 months for a county final, but in inter-county terms, Kilkenny had beaten Wexford the previous week. And having that match under their belts, I was really I was worried coming in that that would stand against Cork. But even just what I've read and what I've watched in the closing stages, Cork would, did not back down today. They did not back down in the physical stakes, and they certainly took it to Kilkenny. And I felt, I genuinely felt there was one team left in the championship that could stop Kilkenny. It was Cork. So full credit to Paulie Murray, full credit to the team, and full credit to Linda Collins, the captain, who we interviewed on the Big Red Bench and on the Women's Sport Podcast this week, coming up with the winning score right at the death. Fantastic result, and it's a fantastic result on a weekend as well um, that uh, Jerry Wallace, the Cork Miners, defeated Dublin in their minor All-Ireland Championship as well. So it's been a good weekend for Cork Camogie and a really good year as well. It really, really has. Uh, it was one of two semi-finals that we mentioned up in Crow Park today as well. Um, how do you fancy Cork now for the final, Ger? Well, to be honest, I'm going to go back and watch as much of this game tonight as I possibly can because I want to see how they did it. The tactics that you'd have to come up with and the plan and execution of a plan to beat Kilkenny, um, it takes a huge amount of time and effort, but Paddy Murray is very, very good. He's seen enough of Kilkenny over the last... 12 months but remember Cork lost them last year very unfortunately in the All-Ireland Championship as well clearly they've learned their lessons from that and what I would think is that if Cork can repeat that kind of performance a full 60 probably 70 minute performance at this stage in a Camogie All-Ireland final they have every chance of winning that trophy and hopefully hopefully they can round off what has been the most incredible of years for 
off the pitch, but on the pitch, it's been a really, really good one for Cork, from underage right up to senior, and hopefully they can make that final step. If they play anyway as good as they played the final 10 minutes that I saw just on my phone this evening, they have a fantastic chance. Absolutely, and we will have a reaction to uh, that game from Oshin Langan in Crow Park for us very, very shortly as well. Listen, Ger, a busy weekend of sports. Um, get out of the sunshine there, uh, down at Porky Cueve, and thanks for all your contributions this weekend, all right? Brilliant, Cub. Good to talk to you again, man. Thanks. All right, and uh, we will just go and hear now as well from Paul O'Donovan, the uh, the Nemo manager, in just a few minutes' time. But first of all, let's go to Molyneux in the Premier League. I was saying that Manchester United needed a goal, and we'll, we'll have to wait till Ronaldo plays next week to get a goal. But uh, maybe they won't have to wait after all. Just a couple of minutes left now at Molyneux in the, uh, the Premier League game, and there has been a goal. Abigail Davis is there for us. Man United have lost just one of their last eight Premier League matches against Wolves and they're looking good to take all three points here today. Mason Greenwood has given them the lead. He's now scored in all three of United's opening league matches after some superb work from the 19-year-old down the right-hand side. His low-driving effort beat Jose Sarr in the Wolves' goal to give the away side the lead. It's Wolves nil, Man United won. Fantastic week for United signing Ronaldo and now looking on course for victory against Wolves and uh, that victory would bring United back up uh, um, towards the top of the Premier League table um, they will be uh, up there uh, just there behind Spurs actually because Spurs uh, won again today um, so Spurs are top but uh, United will be uh, joint second along with West Ham and Chelsea and uh, Liverpool and Everton who are all sitting on seven points after three games uh, early stages in the Premier League but uh, still a couple of minutes left in that for Wolves possibly to get back in it but uh, looking good for United now into the, uh, the the first or second minute there of injury time and it is Manchester United 1 Wolves nil. we're going to return now to Porky Cueve and as we said um, a great win today for Nemo in the county final the final score there Nemo 3-7 Castlehaven 13 points Nemo manager Paul O'Donovan was speaking to Jer McCarthy at full time and he was happy out OK winning county final manager Paul O'Donovan that is a nice ring to it um, in the most unusual of championships this is the best possible outcome for you and for Nemo it is of course um, waiting 11 months to play the game in the first place you know and then playing against the Haven you know that brings its own challenge but uh, I just thought and I was concerned coming into the game because you know you'd know a quarter final and semi final yeah. to gauge yourself of course they were in the same boat so we can't make an excuse over that but I just thought today the stuff we spoke about the stuff we worked on just came, came so good for us today you know. How important was it that you had experienced players out there when they started to come back at you? Because you got the goals, but you could never kind of you can never pull away from them. Yeah, I don't think they, we conceded a goal chance actually. If I'm not mistaken, you know, I'll probably tell me otherwise. But I thought we defended very well. We got bodies in front of the goal, which is essential when you got the two hurlies um, running at you at times. But I just think the lads just were were awesome today. Our backline was awesome. They got 13 points. I know how many from freeze. I'd say six or seven from freeze. When you look at the fact we didn't get a free, a scoreable free. You know, uh, if we missed any, we just didn't get an opportunity. And that's unusual in the game. I, I, I just thought um, we turned our fees very much so and they were all out the field, you know. Luke Connolly is one of those, he's, he's described sometimes as a cliche like a maverick. But if you want some guy in front of goal bearing down in the opposition's goal, it's him. And that's it. That's it exactly. And at times, like, he'd be criticised and for giving the ball away and times and stuff like that or taking the shot that, you know, no one else would attempt to try. But, like, he, he's a uh, look. 
like that, that's kind of a genius if you like you know that that madness that's there is kind of genious at times and he was magnificent today like I can only chipped in with was it the two goals I think so, yeah. two goals uh, so that was magnificent and Kieran Dalton of course who come on very disappointed and very unlucky to be left out for him to come on and, and, and get the, the first goal you know he was only on the field a couple of minutes and he was in and got the goal you know so look it's, it was a battling performance I thought throughout the field we just walked our socks off finally I mean it's only a week away and you got valleys and I know that you've been planning for this you have to plan for this obviously the players are Neymar Rangers players they'll celebrate tonight but from a manager and your, your backroom team I mean the mindset no to go okay we've done it we've got to go again I mean I know you will go again but how worried not so much worried but how much concern would there be coming in like a six day turnaround to hit the ground because valleys are going well this year yeah that's going to be a huge challenge for us but I think it will be a challenge whether you won or lost you know you can't you can't ask lads not to celebrate tonight and tomorrow I mean that's that's part of winning counties and I wouldn't dare ask them not to but like, we'll get back this week we'll try and get our heads around it it is really pressing the reset button and starting again you know and maybe we'll, we might look at it that you know we've just won a county and we're going into a monster and we have to be up next week yeah. but I think this, this is going to be a massive challenge for us it's going to be a challenge for the Haven but it's going to be equally as big a challenge for us win or lose today was, next week is always going to be difficult that is Paula Donovan, the Nemo manager after Nemo's county final victory over Castlehaven down in Parky Creeve. Uh, we're going to go around uh, quite a bit of the Nemo team now very briefly, just hear from a few of them. Uh, first of all, Paul Kerrigan, obviously delighted as well, chatting to Ger McCarthy down in Parky Creeve this evening. Paul Kerrigan, you won a lot with Cork, you won a lot with Nemo, but today with the fans in Parky Creeve, what does it mean? Ah, yeah, it means everything. Like, first of all, massive respect for us, Dave, and we'd have a huge, they have a, a good record against us, to be honest with you. And uh, look, it was great to see their supporters and our supporters here. They were here nice and early, I'd say they were gagging for it, so we're delighted. Yeah, it was a massive win for us. I think uh, hopefully it'll give the club a lift after 18 months of not being in the club and not yeah. being around the club. Uh, I know personally, missed it, found it very hard, especially maybe not going to the dressing room, that thing, so delighted with it, yeah. And from your own perspective, toughest of opponents is you said but you came out right in the end Luke's goals were crucial yeah I think um, yeah we actually I think it was three goals in total like I think one when we had a black card which was crucial like uh, and then just just on the water break which is a massive uh, massive one to get and allowed us to play keep ball in for a while you know so we're delighted yeah did experience count then especially with your older players I know you've got a lot of pace in the yeah. team now including yourself but the experience counts in those moments yeah we, we I think we had everyone fit so we very experienced yeah. when it's come on off the bench you know James McDermott and Barry just the ball came on and kicked the point yeah, yeah. Uh, so like um, it, was, it was brilliant you know, so, and, and they added to it so um, we're just if we can keep everyone fit for the 2021 championship we're in with the right chance again will you have time to celebrate it properly uh, yeah our club is very much big on celebrating victories and look we'll be back to the drawing board I'm sure Tuesday night for Valleys next Saturday I love that quote from Paul Kerrigan. Our club is very big on celebrating victories and they'll have a great night tonight, I'd imagine. Um, and maybe over the next day or two celebrating uh, being county champions for 2020. It's been a long, long time coming for Nemo. Uh, 11 months, as we said, between the semi-final and the final today beating Castlehaven down in Porky Cueve. Ger was also chatting to Nemo Rangers' Luke Connolly, another happy man in Porky Cueve today. Uh, Luke Connolly hearty congratulations two fantastic goals in the county final does it get much better than this? Uh, no no look against obviously Castlehaven we'd consider a, a huge rival of ours we've met in, in county finals down through the years and um, we've won they've won so um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look that's, that's as sweet as it gets we've been waiting 11 months to play this county final so there was always uh, look, there was always a bit of added extra emphasis on it that you know it was a hangover from last year we wanted to get it done and, and go into next season which is yeah, next week which depending is yeah, yeah, as opposed to chasing obviously you're going 
to enjoy it, you're going to celebrate it, but like you have to have it at the back of your mind and imagine the fact you're back out again next week. I mean, did that, does that help in a way? Well, look, it's obviously easier now to get the mindset yeah. right because we won. Do you know, had you lost, it's a different mindset then going in trying to pick ourselves up. So for us, it was a case of winning it and then focus on value overs. As I said before, with the greatest respect to Valleys, it was the furthest thing of our mind was, was that game next week. So. Um, so look, we just wanted to get the result, and now we can we can change them. We'll enjoy it, yes, as 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 well as we can with code regulations. But um, come Saturday, we'll be ready to, to defend it. You've won you've won a lot with Nemo, underage and senior. But where does this rank? Uh, oh, right up there, right up there. But it, as, look, it's, it's a culture of Nemo. It's a thing in Nemo. Every county is the next one is, is the most important one. So um, the next one is always going to be the most important one. Is always going to run in church most. So um, yeah, I, I want to get another one this year. So yeah, same again. That is Luke Connolly from Nemo there. He wants to win another one this year and they could have that situation as we said with you earlier where in the space of a couple of months they could be winning uh, two county titles but they won't get ahead of themselves. They are county champions for 2020 after today's final at least. And Ger was also chatting to Nemo coach James Masters after the match. Uh, James Masters, uh, in your own career, you enjoyed some fantastic days out with Nemo, won championships, won leagues and all this, but today, with the fans here, how important is it for the players and for the club? Yeah, it was it was great, I suppose. Uh, Nemo, traditionally, we don't have a massive following, so I suppose when it went to 7,000, we were kind of thinking it was 6,500 gas laden fans, which in all, it was a great atmosphere. You know, you saw Luke Eddie a bit of stick there, and a few, and uh, we gave them a bit of stick as well. Yeah. But you know what? It was great to have it back, and... and uh, like you know what maybe a bit more here but um, but it was great it kind of definitely added to it I think the 500 would have been a dead affair you know there was um, there was a great crowd there and they left themselves you know as well which was great How difficult was it to get this team ready along with Paul no, not, not so much get ready for a county final but Valleys the following week now in the first yeah. round of the championship that's got to be in the back of players' minds Yeah I suppose I suppose we've been waiting so long for this we, we and, and you know it's different like we, we know we're playing Valleys but then if we get to a quarter final and final we don't know we're playing we knew was the haven so we're trying to I suppose best prepare for them um, things went well coming out back from Covid you know we, we didn't do anything and we were definitely raw coming into it we played a few teams we got a bit of a beating but um, but I think um, I think you know what I think you know Keane is our strength and condition coach I think he got it perfectly right and as you saw there in the first half we were really momentum was going and we, um, we were clinical as well at times you know and just finally from your own perspective you're obviously going to celebrate it like, but you got to get you got to turn around pretty quickly now because yeah. Valleys are going well this year. That's, yeah, they that's are. a tough opener for you. Yeah, well, Paul Holland, my buddy, is trained him. I know he's very good, and they were very good last year. Even Ronnie came off there with a dead leg, like, and we were like ISIS, you know. Yeah, if yeah. it was a county final last year, you wouldn't have cared, do you know what I mean? So it's different. So we'll have our drinks tonight, probably tomorrow as well, to be honest, and enjoy it because, as I said, we've been waiting a long time for this, and it's just it's great to be to Cascastave, and they're a great club. I know James Andrews, he's a brilliant coach and, and manager as well, so anyone over them, it's great, you know. So, yeah. And um, yeah, just James Masters there, and they're all we're going right around all the players and coaches. Uh, they're all absolutely delighted with Nemo's win, and it's going to be a good night in Nemo tonight. I'd imagine. Just finally, uh, to wrap up on Nemo's victory over Castlehaven, let's hear from Kevin O'Donovan chatting to Jer. Uh, Kevin O'Donovan, hearty congratulations! A really, really important win for Nemo Rangers in the most unusual of championships. Yeah, it was uh, Jesus, great to get the win now after waiting so long. Uh, 
it was it was like a very tough game to prepare prepare for, considering everything COVID and all that, and not being trained for ages. So uh, it's just delighted to get the win at the end of it. It makes everything worthwhile. Some tough opponents, as always, in the haven, but you bested them in the end. Yeah, there's some great players out there. You know, they have top class intercounty players playing with them, not of my club players, and uh, we were just happy to match them today. And uh, you know, some of our top players went there. Luke Kerrigan showed their class as well throughout today, and uh, just delighted to get the win. How difficult is it now? You've won it, you're enjoying it, you're on the pitch, but you've got first round of the championship next week. I know, yeah, it'll be a weird one. Uh, I'm sure now we'll get out tonight anyway, maybe tomorrow, but uh, I suppose it's turning around in for championship start next week, and uh, it's just getting the hunger back straight away and going again in for next year. And finally, how important having the fans here today with you? What, what difference did it make? Uh, unbelievable. Jesus, playing in some of those games there in Intercounty and the club, having no crowd there was a bit difficult at times, you know, to find that bit of motivation. And uh, definitely today, the Haven had a huge following, we had a huge following as well, and it made the game all the better. That's Nemo's Kevin O'Donovan chatting to Jer uh, McCarthy down in Porky Cueve after Nemo's big win in the county final, county champions for 2020. Um, three, uh, three, three, 3-7 to uh, 13 points, the final score down there. Final score now as well at Molyneux. Manchester United have won in the Premier League. Manchester United won, Wolves nil is the full-time score there. Mason Greenwood with the goal on 81 minutes and it was one of the new signings with the assist, assist Stephen, uh, Rafael Varane and Ronaldo makes his debut for United next weekend. Actually, I think it's two weeks' time, is it? Because, yeah, of course, uh, International Week next week, so I think it's two weeks' time that Ronaldo will make his Manchester United debut, but he'll be playing probably, you'd imagine, if he's fit, against Ireland in the World Cup qualifiers on uh, Wednesday night. I think that game is um, in the Algarve and uh, the Faro Stadium in Portugal, I think, is where that game is on so hopefully Stephen Kenny's Ireland team can get a result there uh, but it's going to be tough against Ronaldo and Fernandez and all the power and skill of Portugal but fingers crossed um, and uh, it's the first of a, a couple of games coming up for Ireland in the next week or so against Azerbaijan as well of course next weekend and then against Serbia in the Aviva Stadium the following Tuesday. All right, so uh, we're going to move on and we're going to turn our attentions next to... Actually, we'll get you a full-time report in just a few minutes from Molyneux on that Manchester United game. But next next we will turn our attentions to Camogie and a great victory for Cork today. The Rebels are marching on to the All-Ireland Camogie final after their victory up in Crow Park this afternoon of Kilkenny in the semi-final. We'll hear from their boss, Paddy Murray, chatting to Oshin Langan in just a few minutes. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, it's Colm O'Sullivan with you on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM until 7 o'clock as we wrap up a busy, busy weekend of sports and uh, in particular, I think, a busy weekend of Gaelic games. Great day for Nemo Rangers, their county champions, after beating Castlehaven this afternoon and a great day as well for the Cork Camogie team as we spoke about earlier on as well um, with their victory of Kilkenny in the All-Ireland semi-final at Crow Park. So they march on to the All-Ireland final where, where they will face Galway, who defeated Tipperary in the other semi-final earlier on this afternoon up at Croker as well so uh, it's going to be a cracker of a final just a point in it today and uh, in just a moment we will hear from the um, the manager of the Cork Camogie team Paddy Murray he was chatting to our man Oshin Langan in Croke Park after the game but first of all just to reflect and wrap up the Premier League uh, we told you Manchester United have beaten Wolves in their Premier League game just in the last few minutes full time there Abigail Davis at Molyneux with a round up it's finished Wolves nil, Man United 1 a record 27th away match without defeat for Manchester United as Mason Greenwood scored the only goal of the game 10 minutes from time United had been on the back foot for much of the match with Wolves showing far greater intensity levels. However, they've been made to rue countless missed opportunities for a third Premier League match run-in. It's finished Wolves nil, Man United won. 
It sure has, and that is 27 games unbeaten for Manchester United now. Incredible uh, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and he really is doing a great job. He has his critics, but I think Ole, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's a Manchester United legend, and he's doing a wonderful job at Old Trafford. I mean, even last season, getting them to second in the league, getting them to the Europa League final, unfortunately, they lost out in the penalty shootout there. And now he has managed to sign Ronaldo, although I think it was probably more the real boss, Sir Alex Ferguson, who persuaded Cristiano Ronaldo to come and sign for Manchester United. But look, he's going to be a great signing is going to help Solskjaer and that team no end United now move into joint second in the league and uh, it'll be a great Premier League season this this year Manchester United are going to be right up there with Ronaldo and their other new signings Varane and Sancho as well and uh, of course Man City uh, two 5-0 wins in a row for them now after their victory yesterday as well they're going to be right up there Chelsea are going to be right up there you're going to have Liverpool, better than last year, are going to be right up there. And uh, Spurs are, are top of the league as it stands. So they're going to be there thereabouts after keeping Harry Kane as well. And Son is on fire for them. So it's going to be a crack of a Premier League. And we're looking forward to monitoring it as the season goes on. But right now, we're going to go to Croke Park. And a great, great victory for the Cork Camogie team today as we mentioned up in Croke Park Cork beating the reigning champions Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship semi-final 15 points to 1-11 just a point in it very very tight game Oshin Langan was there for us and he caught up afterwards with the Cork boss Paddy Murray Paddy Murray Cork manager you must be delighted with the win and how your team won it yeah I think absolutely um Obviously delighted with the character we showed, uh, the composure for a young team. Um, you know, our third victory here in a row, winning by a pint. I think it tells an awful lot about the team, uh, about the management setup as well. So obviously over the moon. It says an awful lot about Linda Collins that although she didn't start and she is the captain, and that is disappointing for a player of her stature because all players want to play and they all want to play from the start. She still came on. She still did her job. She came up with a, a, a massive score and like really stood up under pressure yeah look we're talking about the finishers uh, all week and today at our meeting um, you know we need someone to finish off the game I suppose it was harsh enough not to make it because she has been going well uh, however I suppose management put in a lot of thought into this and uh, we felt we needed a kick, in, a, a kick from the bench with, with 15 minutes to go and thankfully she gave it it's Galway in the final now that'll be a, a big test for both teams oh, it's a huge test for us Like there's no question about it um, they, look, I've said it already they have a phenomenal squad a lot of their players would be playing in any intercounty team so you know we will be under pressure particularly if Orla's missing she's one of our star players so that's going to be a massive uh, uh, kick in the teeth to us so we can only do our best and uh, you know look I suppose Galway have been nailed on as all Ireland champions a good bit back I heard a couple of commentators uh, back in the summer saying it so um, so be it look we just have to concentrate on ourselves and I heard you say you haven't seen the Orla incident so I won't ask you about it again but um, what about this team and where they're at because I suppose when people think of Cork they think of maybe the team from a couple of years ago but there's a lot of new players in a lot of the bigger personalities have stepped away are you now kind of back to where you want to be or has it evolved if, if, if that makes sense is it now its own kind of entity I think they have their own personality now um, it's taken a while uh, but we've had some very young players look you know I think that uh, we had 12 under uh, 20 years of age starting out the uh, season this year so it's it's very very young um, it's going, you know look we had huge huge players leave the dressing room um, and it's probably taken us three years to get back to an All-Ireland final. I don't think it's bad, to be honest. Uh, it's not bad going, you know. So, uh, and I think all during the uh, 
this season. I think this team is showing a bit of character, which is great to see, and it's starting to develop away nicely. Look, you know, uh, two weeks' time, it might be, uh, you know, it might be difficult for this team, but they're going the right direction. Best of luck in the final. Thanks, man. That is Cork Camogie boss Paddy Murray there chatting to Oisín Langan for us up in Croke Park after their victory today. Cork beating the reigning champions Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship semi-final. 15 points to 111 the final score there. Uh, two weeks time now is the final and hopefully they can carry that uh, momentum and that form into the final and it's Galway who they'll meet in the final after Galway beat Tipperary 113 to 12 points in the other semi-final uh, this afternoon. So we heard there from Cork boss Paddy Murray. Let's just get some very brief reaction now from the Kilkenny camp Kilkenny manager Brian Dowling speaking following their loss to Cork in the semi-finals today Look we're, we're heartbroken you know it's, it's bitter it's so disappointing to, to lose an all semi-final by a pint you know in the last minute score so we probably had a chances to win it as well but look we're, um, we're down now but look I'm sure these girls will bounce back and, and come back and they'll have better days up here Was there anything in the game specifically maybe you felt you could have improved on or was it just the case maybe Cork were better on the day? And look, I suppose the first half was disappointed. You know, I think Cork were definitely a better team the first half, and they had us on the run. You know, and they're probably breaking off the shoulder a lot more, and we were slow to the breaking ball. I suppose we had a great goal chance maybe after a couple of minutes, and then blocked down and missed a couple of scores that we probably shouldn't have taken on. So we're very disappointed with the first half. But on the second half, we threw everything we had at Cork. You know, and and, and to go get the goal, it was a great you know great goal and great time to come. And then, but we just suppose didn't push on for that. We got a point up, but just to, maybe we needed to go two or three up, and we probably didn't do that. So that's that's disappointing. But look, I asked the girls at half time, whatever. We, we do. We leave this leave this pitch um, with, with nothing left out there, you know. And the girls left everything they had, and they've done that for the last number of years for Kenny Camogie And you know, I, I, I'm so proud of them all. Okay, that's right. That is um, Kilkenny manager, Kilkenny Camogie manager Brian Dowling there um, following their loss to Cork in the senior Camogie semi final, the All Ireland semi final up at Croke Park this afternoon. Great win for Paddy Murray and the Cork Camogie team, and we wish them all the best in the final. And we'll bring you all the, the previews and reviews and reaction and uh, coverage of that final um, in two weeks' time here as well on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Now we're going to turn our attentions back to yesterday and I promised you on the show yesterday that uh, if we didn't get it in time for 7 o'clock we would certainly bring you some reaction to that dramatic All-Ireland semi-final um, football semi-final up in Croke Park yesterday as well. It was Tyrone and Kerry and um, <laughs> we all expected Kerry to go through especially with all the back and forth about Tyrone and their COVID cases and the postponements over the last couple of weeks. I think we all expected a Kerry and Mayo final but it's not going to be a Kerry and Mayo final it's going to be a Tyrone and Mayo final um, in a couple of weeks after uh, Tyrone got that na- narrow of, narrowest of victories yesterday in the semi-final after extra time 3.14 to 22 points the final score for Tyrone against Kerry uh, let's hear now from Brian Dewar the Tyrone manager he was speaking to Ashling O'Reilly for us after the game yesterday no it's just it's great to come out to the other end of it with a result you know um, for a long time there was touch and go you know um, just glad to get the extra time for a while and then once we got the extra time we just managed that be purple patch at the start and that gave us the cushion to, to live on and survive on basically Is there a sense of relief? Oh there definitely is because coming down here we just didn't know what way boys were going to react you know and we had we were coming down with a few short obviously as everybody's seen um, we had to go off men halfway through it just because of just the energy levels weren't right but you know thankfully the other boys came in and they all chipped away and the boys done remarkable there considering what they've been through this last couple of weeks 
exactly and at times there you know you were down two men with black cards we've seen Darren McCurry there as well what did you think on that black card was it a black card I didn't see his black card to be honest I know it was off the ball so I'll look at it some other time uh, but you know it is what it is um, that's the referee seen it whatever decision they made like we have to live by it and go on with it you know so we took it on it definitely didn't help us we had two black cards so we were playing 20 minutes of the normal time without him without a man and then we lost another third one at the end up I suppose the game was over at that stage but you know it's something that we can do without to be honest and it's not something I like seeing particularly you said the energy levels were low but my god when it came into that extra time you know you, you played almost like a running game from defence to attack and that's how you got your scores and that was uh, we just kept the ball and moved the people you know around, as opposed to moving the ball you know and it worked sometimes and it seemed to work better for us today because the ball wasn't sticking as well inside sometimes you know the carry defence was really on top but you know boys readjusted changed their changed their plan a wee bit and you know it paid dividends at the end up and we spoke about the bench so many times when I spoke to you through the championship. And once again, that bench, Colin McShane, 1-3, even Derek Hanavan, just the energy that he brought when he came on. It was just something else. And I'd say as a manager, it's so important to be able to look onto the bench and see these lads and you know they're going to make an impact. It is. It's definitely important. You know, it's great to have game changers there on the bench. And you know what? We have many of them there and we actually have more back that we can't put on our 26 unfortunately that really put on a tremendous effort during the year you know and that's why we've got to where we've got to is because of them people but as you say it's great to bring on men that can make a difference and they certainly did today and you showed a lot of great determination the turnovers in that first half you know to come out with the ball at pace and you got a lot of your scores from that is that something you really sort of said to the lads coming out here that was something you know it's not we were probably a bit too much last let's defend you know on occasion but at the same time we're very good men to do it back there but it's too much there for my liking but it's something I've never liked back there I'd like to probably cut the scores out a bit further up the field but or the potential scores but you know so be it that's the way it was and it was where we built from you know but it's hard work whenever you have to build the whole way up the field for a score every time you know and it is draining it's energy sapping but you know the boys they found it in their legs there to push on so you know it was good it was just good to get there and final thought you've been here as a player you're back in an All-Ireland final now as the manager the first year as the manager it just must be stuff of dreams no it's good to be here you know we just took it one game at a time and seen where it ended up you know and we're here now and you know we'll go away and there'll be a few sore bodies for the next week or so but hopefully we'll not have too many injuries hope not but we'll see we'll reassess things next couple of days and we'll get the bodies healed and get their bodies recovered and get ready to go uh, in a fortnight's time and how do you fancy against Mayo? Well, it's been another challenge. Like they've played the Ireland champions over the last six years, you know, and I think everybody could say in the second half it was probably one of the performances of the year. You know, so like, it's, it's a major challenge. And if you look at Mayo, they've been there thereabouts every year. They've probably, you know, bar the teams that won the Ireland, they've been the best team in Ireland over the last 10 years. That is Brian Dewar, the Tyrone manager, speaking after there. A fantastic um, um, surprise, I suppose, to a certain extent, victory over Kerry yesterday in the All-Ireland Football semi-final up in Croke Park. And uh, Tyrone, despite all of their issues and problems off the field with um, a COVID outbreak over the last few weeks, they march on to face Mayo in the All-Ireland Football final. It wasn't to be for Kerry. Let's hear from their boss, Peter Keane. Peter, understandably, you're feeling absolutely devastated after that. How can you sum it all up? Um, I suppose it's difficult to sum it up um, in a few words, but we are obviously very disappointed. We came here into an Ireland semi-final with the ambition of getting to a final, and we've come up short by a point in that. So look, we are disappointed, but... Do you know, I'd have to say I'm terribly proud of the lads. Um, 
they, they died on their back today. They gave it everything they possibly could, even at the end. Do you know, when we went into extra time, we conceded a goal on two points early on to go five down and got it back. Got it back to a goal, um, one score at half time and extra time. And kept chipping away. And even at the ditch, you know, we had an opportunity to, to, to level it again. And where do you feel it went wrong today? Can you pinpoint any few mistakes or where it was? Yeah, look, I suppose that's something that'll happen in, in, in time, you know, and we'll, we'll look at that a bit more. And so obviously into extra time and you're losing David Clifford, you know, he's a massive player for you. That's obviously a huge loss. Yeah, sure. I suppose. Look, if you look at if you look at him in the game itself, I think he had scored eight points. You know, so look, a player of his caliber is always going to be a loss. But look, that's what happens. And you had five weeks to prepare for the game. Is it too much time? Was it a bit too much time without game time? Well, I suppose. Look, we were obviously preparing for three. We knew we would have three, and then we were preparing for four, and then it was five. But look, we're here today, and um, there's much point complaining about anything. And will you stay with Kerry, do you think? Ah, uh, we'll decide that in time. We'll decide that in time. He's been coy. Kerry football boss Peter Keane chatting to Ashling up at Crow Park after their defeat to Tyrone in the All-Ireland semi-final yesterday. And um, he wasn't. He said we can't complain about anything, but he doesn't sound too happy at the same time about how much uh, Kerry's preparations were disrupted as well by the, the constant uh, rescheduling and postponements of that All-Ireland semi-final uh, due to that covert outbreak in the Tyrone squad. Uh, we're going to move on to rugby now in just a second but just before we do actually uh, let's hear Ashling chatting to Tyrone's Conor McKenna uh, just very briefly after yesterday's win in the All-Ireland semi as well Conor McKenna how are you feeling after that two goals had a brilliant performance yourself and Tyrone just unbelievable yeah very emotional after the game I think it showed how, how much work I put in and we knew how good Kerry going to be and just to get over the line and bigger place in the All-Ireland final it's, it's massive can you believe it? Obviously, you had a bit of a story yourself coming home from Australia and out to be in an All Ireland. It's just unreal. Yeah, I suppose if you had asked me to come home in, in two years' time, I'd be in Ireland final. I would have tuck your arm off like so. Last year we could be in the first round, and now we're in All Ireland final. So it's just it's crazy how much twelve months can change. And what was it like out there? Obviously, watching from the press box, you know, it was hard to watch at times. The intensity just looked really unreal. Yeah, it was from the very start of his team just probably had three or four points to go and you sort of felt like you're slipping away and then you're going ahead and just punch for punch and thankfully get over the line. And the bench had a massive impact and it does every time that Tyrone have gone out in this championship. We've seen Cotton McShane coming off the bench and he got 1-3. It's just brilliant to see those lads coming on. I'm sure for you on the pitch that you see these lads are coming on and they can change the game. Yeah, it's massive. We sort of know that we can give 60 minutes flat out and if you do come off ground and you have as good a players if not better to come come on and replace you so Cahal, Derek Anovan, Tierney McCann, Liam Rafferty they all came on and, and made an impact that's uh, Conor McKenna from Tyrone speaking to Ashling in Crow Park after their victory uh, just by a point after extra time over Kerry uh, in the semi-final yesterday right uh, nearly out of time here on the Big Red Bench for another weekend before we finish up we're going to turn our attentions for the last um, seven or eight minutes to rugby and during the week Aidan spoke with Ireland women's rugby captain Kira Griffin this week for the launch of the 2021-2022 Tackle Your Feelings Schools programme uh, 
the campaign is aimed at helping students to learn more about mental health, as Kira explains in the interview in just a sec. Uh, the Ireland skipper also looked ahead to the new season. She has been chatting to Aidan during the week. I'm joined by Ireland rugby captain Kira Griffin, who's teamed up with Rugby Players Ireland, Zurich, and the Zurich Foundation to invite post primary schools to take part in the 2021 22 Tackle Your Feelings Schools Mental Wellbeing Program as part of the hashtag I'm Taking Control campaign. Um, Kira, first of all, I suppose, could you tell me a, a bit more about the Tackle Your Feelings campaign and why you got involved with it? Yeah, um, it, it's a Tackle Your Feelings campaign. It's, it's a schools based campaign um, and a program kind of on mental wellbeing. It's comprised of eight lessons for teachers. So it's had eight lessons kind of going through the different steps of mental wellbeing. And so it's different uh, so scenarios or learning different ways of, of, so of dealing with well-being or how to, how to address it. Um, and then you can use that with the TOIF app as well. Um, so it's a campaign I think that's really accessible um, for both teachers and students. And I think it's something that's really going to help this year as you go back into you know, a new term after, you know, after two lockdowns. Yeah, I suppose it's particularly important in in this time with you know all the lockdowns and I suppose they did get a bit of school last year but having had such a, a strange 18 months I suppose uh, it's important for kids to have an outlet like this completely that's it and it's kind of so instilling children and young adults with the so the quote the mechanisms as well and strategies for dealing with their own mental well-being but also on the flip side kind of getting rid of the stigma towards it and that and also teaching uh, or instilling them with the skills to listen and, you know, how to listen to people when they're, when they're telling you how they're feeling. And that's just so important that, you know, it's both sides. It's, you know, te- instilling them with ideas of how to express how they're feeling, but on the flip side, to listen to those, to listen to your peers while they're talking to you. It, it makes such a difference. And I suppose as well, it's important to, for people like yourself getting involved that they can, they can look up to, to someone like you, a high performance athlete and, uh, take confidence from the fact that you know if so, someone like yourself is confident to talk about your feelings that they will be as well yeah that's it and that, that's exactly it. it's kind of making it more accessible and the more I suppose people they see in in sport or outside it um, that talk about their feelings that they're like actually no it's okay because like half of parents have said that children look up to role models who talk about their mental well-being and they find then okay they feel okay to talk about their mental well-being also and I suppose that's um, I suppose that's something that we can do very easily as, as as athletes or as adults. And even the classroom on the flip side, you know, you can as a teacher, you can let you can talk to children about their feelings or you can relate it back to you and how how you might have gone through something similar. I think that's it's kind of a big thing of kind of getting rid of that. You know, it's teachers and students that know we're quite similar in ways also. I suppose the good thing these days as well, um, I suppose not just the boys who have um, such access to role models, but girls have far more visible sportswomen to look up to now, um, particularly yourselves in the rugby, I suppose, with the success over the last six or seven years. Uh, when you were in school yourself, who would have been your sporting idols that you would have looked up to? Yeah, um, look, I was very lucky that I looked up to a lot of female role models. Obviously, I had male role models also. Um, but I think in terms of female role models, I had Siobhan Fleming uh, growing up, supporting her. Um, also, Serena Williams. Um, she was a massive idol of mine um, growing up because she was strong. She showed it was OK to be strong. You know, you didn't have to look a certain way to be really to be really successful. Um, and that was a massive kind of mental switch for me. Um, and I think female role models, it's so important now with that, with, you know, the 2020 campaign, it made female sport more accessible and kind of highlighted all the female sport and the amazing athletes we have. 
Um, and it's just good that you know like girls are getting to look up to those also. Yeah, as you said there, that that uh, can't see, can't be campaign was so influential in 2020. And as well, there was massive news this week that uh, the women's interprovincial championship will be televised for the first time this year on TG Carr. So um, all that that news, it's only positive and coupled with campaigns like this, um, it's huge for 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 young children whether they're boys or girls to have all these people to look up to yeah completely because you have to make it have to make it accessible you know they have to see it and if you if they visually see it it makes it more you know makes it more real if that makes sense so they can see right they see uh, 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 the women once the women's team say running onto the pitch there now on Saturday and they see it on TG Carr like okay I want to do that you know so it just makes that bit more accessible to them and they can see it as possible I suppose personally as well uh, for yourself just to to focus on the pitch maybe for a second it's it's great to have TV cameras but you must be looking forward to having spectators back in the ground and I suppose especially family and friends as well who haven't been able to go watch your games for a long time yeah completely I, I can't wait to have spectators back but you kind of hit the nail on the head there in terms of family because you know it's such an important time uh, you know when you get to play and having your family up there because they're your support unit and that's one thing I missed, say, in terms of international matches in Donnybrook. Like, my mom and dad would always be there without fail. My husband would be there, my sisters. And, you know, you look up in the stands and you always knew where they were. Whereas it, it, was, it, was, it is tough when you look up and you, couldn't have, you didn't see them. Um, and it's tough on them also because they put so much into your career in terms of your support from a young age that they wanted to be there to experience those days as well. So hopefully with things getting back to some bit of normality that we will see loved ones and family members and supporters back to our matches very soon. Have you found that even in, in preparations now heading into a new season that it was a bit more normal this year? Obviously nothing could get close to the, the start of disruption to the last 18 months, but um, have you kind of got back into a more regular rhythm now that you would have been in before COVID times? Yeah, completely. So we're back into our routine, you know, We've been back training since um, June, um, so you know, so we've we've our routine back back in place again post Six Nations, and it's it's nice to see us. You know, things even like I drive up and down from Kerry, so you know, even on you'd see a bit more people on the road, or you know, if you stop in for get coffee, you'll see more people. There's more people around, so you can see gradually there's a bit of normality coming back. I suppose maybe one downside to a running campaign at this time is that, you know, you can't send people into the schools to the kids. I, I, you mentioned there there is an app and stuff, so that online kind of connection with the with the kids is important. I suppose you're, you're probably missing being able to do all that sort of stuff, even to go to whether it's rugby local rugby clubs or go into schools like that. Um, hopefully you'd be imagining next maybe five or six months you'd be able to do something like that. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, look, at the moment with COVID bubbles and restrictions, you can't go back, you can't go into schools. But the fact with this with this program, it's so accessible in that it has the lesson plans pre-made, has activities pre-made. So it is quite easy to um to give, if that makes sense, um, which is great. And the TYF app is so accessible. Um, but from personally, I can't like I'm back to school now tomorrow in terms of myself for teaching and you know, looking forward to that bit of normality and eventually, like we did see near the end of last year, you, you had local coaches coming in, which was great. And the kids loved it. It was just a different face to the teacher, you know, and it just made that it made that difference. So hopefully we'll see that level of normality becoming more and more in schools and you'll see more, more codes coming in, more 
we got more different sports coming into schools again. Well, Kira, it's been great to talk to you. Um, best of luck for the upcoming season and, of course, with the Tackle Your Feelings campaign. Very, very good campaign to be running, especially around this time. So uh, best of luck and uh, thanks for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Cheers. Thanks, Aidan. Yeah, that is um, Ireland rugby captain, women's rugby captain, Kira Griffin there speaking. And for more info on Tackle Your Feelings, you can follow their Instagram account at TYF or visit the website tackleyourfeelings.com. Um, just to wrap up then before we finish, great day for the Cork Camogie team. Big, big win for them, as we said, and we heard from Paddy Murray, who was happy out. Um, a narrow win for them against the reigning champions, Kilkenny, in the All-Ireland semi-final, 15 points to 1-11. Great day for Nemo as well. They're county champions again for the 2020 county final today down in Porky Cueve. 3-7 to 13 points, their final score against Castle Haven today. we got to give a mention before we finish up as well for the Cork LGFA minor footballers. They um, managed to beat Joe Carroll's side. They managed to beat Tipperary today uh, by quite a comprehensive score line 5-12 to 1-7 to win the provincial title unfortunately uh, no All-Ireland this year but a great victory for them nonetheless in the uh, the Munster title today so uh, well done to them as well and uh, well done to Manchester United good win for them in the last hour or so against Wolves uh, win for Spurs earlier on today as well to take them top of the league after three games and uh, just to wrap up the FEI Cup scores for you as well um, Cove Ramblers beaten last night by Maynooth 3-2 um, in the FEI Cup and uh, in today's games Wexford have beaten Killester 2-0 and um, I suppose a, a big result for Bohemians in the big Dublin derby Bowes beating Shamrock Rovers 2-1 so Shamrock Rovers are out of the FEI Cup and Bowes march on to the quarter final there after that game in Dalymont Park this afternoon that is me out of time for this evening uh, back for a drive tomorrow from 4 o'clock here on Cork's Red FM I will chat to you then in the meantime stand by for Connor Halpin he's on the way with Green on Red The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM